This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, should federal unions be allowed to offer money for joining? An update to the guide helping federal employees blow the whistle. And the newest batch of innovators are selected to help the government solve its hardest problems. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. A group of House Republicans want to prevent federal unions at Veterans Affairs from offering new employees cash incentives to join their organizations. Florida Congressman Neil Dunn introduced the VA Workplace Integrity Act. He says he's confirmed reports with VA officials who say the American Federation of Government Employees has used cash payments of $100 to encourage new employees to join the union. House Veterans Affairs Committee ranking member Phil Rowe is a co-sponsor of the bill. Two House Democrats are out with an updated whistleblower guide for federal employees. Virginia Congressman Don Beyer and California Congressman Ted Lieu describe how federal employees and specific agencies can safely share information with inspectors general and the press. The resource guide describes whistleblower protections for employees in the intelligence community and other agencies. The two members first introduced the guide back in 2017 and updated it this year. 20 new people joined the government, at least temporarily, to help solve some of the tough problems. Federal News Network's Tom Temin has more. They're the seventh cohort of Presidential Innovation Fellows, headed to a program housed in the General Services Administration since 2013. They'll work out of GSA's Technology Transformation Services Office, but serve nine agencies on 13 projects. Projects include helping Veterans Affairs use artificial intelligence and modernizing information technology at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services and at the Food and Drug Administration. I'm Tom Temin. The Environmental Protection Agency did not violate the law prohibiting the use of federal funding for publicity or propaganda. The Government Accountability Office determined that EPA's April 2018 tweet about Andrew Wheeler's confirmation as deputy administrator was not purely partisan communication. GAO says while it included political content, the tweet also provided information about the management of the agency to the public and therefore maintained a connection to EPA's official business. The death knell for lowest price technically acceptable continues to ring. Federal News Network's Jason Miller explains. A week after the Defense Department issued a final rule stating when the military can use lowest price technically acceptable or LPTA approaches to contracting, the Federal Acquisition Regulations Council followed suit. The council released a proposed rule specifying when the agencies can use LPTA for source selection in a solicitation. The draft regulations require procurements for certain services and supplies like technology, professional services, and protective equipment to avoid the use of LPTA. Comments on the draft rule are due by December 2nd. I'm Jason Miller. In an effort to get the most out of the Internet of Things, the General Services Administration is looking at the evolution from 4G mobile connectivity to 5G. Bill Zelensky, Assistant Commissioner of the Office of Information Technology category at GSA, said the move to 5G is urgent since the volume of government-wide mobile data is expected to increase fivefold by the end of 2024. Zelensky said 5G and the Internet of Things also raises new cybersecurity concerns. In the event of a catastrophic disaster that brings down parts of the government, GSA does not have a current plan to bring itself or other agencies back online. 
The agency's inspector general found GSA's Office of Mission Assurance has not updated its continuity plan since 2012 and is overdue for one. The IG office said the latest version of the continuity plan does not address major parts of GSA's mission, such as providing new accommodations for the executive office of the president and federal agencies in the event of an emergency. The Defense Department has agreed to put new security controls on a website that contains sensitive information about military members and veterans. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. The Pentagon made the changes as part of a settlement to a lawsuit by Vietnam Veterans of America. Until recently, the website let visitors anonymously enter names and dates of birth for anyone who served in the military and get details about their service history. From now on, users will need to create accounts and supply some details about who they are. The system was set up mainly to let financial institutions and other businesses verify whether their customers are protected by the Service Members Civil Relief Act. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Air Force launches its just information system to keep track of the criminal information of airmen. It was criticized in 2017 after the service lapsed in reporting the criminal activity of a former airman who shot 26 people in a Texas church. The Air Force put together the $5.7 million system in less than 10 months. The service says it will continue to develop the database with additional capabilities. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One. And follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 